0: Hey y'all, it's a Few Minutes with the Few podcast.
1: Parent Takeover Edition. I'm Scott. And I'm Michelle.
0: And we have a passion for seeing people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives.
1: We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the podcast, A Few Minutes with the Few. We are Lily and Maddie's parents, and we have taken over the podcast this week because it is a special edition celebrating 4,000 downloads for the girls
0: which is awesome. We're so proud of them, and we appreciate y'all listening and downloading, and, and it's such an encouragement to them and the ministry that they have tried to develop. It's just really exciting for us. So they wanted to do something special, and obviously, you know, it's great for y'all to get to hear the, uh, the reason why they're so great, right? That's
1: right. I mean, that's we it. always tell them they're so blessed. Not everybody has parents as great uh, as right. we are.
0: Exactly. So obviously it uh, just made sense for us to uh, take over the podcast as they they wanted to call it. And uh, that kind of came from them, I guess. Well, you kind of started that. Yeah, it was my idea. It was your idea. Good job. So anyway, we just wanted to just talk to you all about some of the decisions and really some of the things that we think are important and how we got uh, a little bit like, I guess, how we got here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, how do you get to, you know, these, we're, we're like, as I said, we're proud of the girls and we have people uh, ask us all the time, you know, how old are they? It, it's great. They sound so good on their podcast mm-hmm. and we learn things from them. And then when you tell them they're 17 and 15 and, and they started it, you know, even when they were a little younger and, and started doing blogs and these things. And it's just really neat to see how people react to that and they see how, how mature the girls are. And, and so why, you know, why is that? What? What has the Lord done differently with us? The and not not because we're something special, not because uh, us as parents have got it all together, or getting it all right, or not because they're just the perfect kids. None of that. But how is it that this would happen? That they would have a desire to do ministry? I think number one that they'd be sitting here, you know, doing at four thousand downloads, talking about Jesus, not not talking about uh, hey, what kind of makeup girls ought to be wearing or not, or or what or what the latest teen. Music is or something, I don't know, whatever it might be that you can find on any and every other podcast. But how is Jesus impacting our family, their lives, and others around us? Uh, how, how he's using our family and our ministry to do things that, that look kind of different, right? I mean, kind of mm-hmm. radical.
1: Right. And people do ask us quite often, how did we raise girls that would be interested in getting serious about being serious for Jesus and have a desire and a passion to see other girls their age do the same and to have just the uh, leadership qualities and ability to, to do that? So we do think about that quite often. I think that really the the Lord has just guided and directed our family uh, Under Scott's leadership, and we've just made some very different choices than the world would say is a popular or a right thing to do these days.
0: And I don't think, you know, oftentimes I think that our fear of the world dictates how we do these things. And so we're really scared as parents, as just humans, right? We're just scared in our flesh that people are going to think we're weird. That people are going to think uh, because we don't look like everybody else that that we're weird or we're so different, you know. And I remember, I remember back when we decided to homeschool. I mean, twelve years ago, really. Right. About Lily is entering yeah.
1: her senior year, so we've homeschooled for twelve years.
0: And so that was, you know, even even just that long ago. And uh, I can remember thinking when several families at our church were already doing that, the stigma to it was that it was weird that your kids wouldn't be social, have. So socialization that they wouldn't be able to function and interact with people and do things. And yet, I mean, obviously 4,000 downloads, podcasts, blogs, all the things, ministry stuff that the girls have done. I think we kind of blew that theory out of the water. Uh, because they're they're comfortable and and able to do that, and again, not because uh, we like to tell them they have the greatest parents, but but it's really uh, it's really Jesus and it's really uh, him helping us make those decisions and not worry about whether they're right in the world's eyes, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what we all think about: is it right in the world's eyes? What what's what are the people at school gonna think of me? What are the you know what what if we don't go to public school or say your kids are in public school? What are the what are the other parents gonna think if I say they can't play every sport or i say you know hey we're not going to sacrifice sunday uh, our church time or wednesday night like that's just not in that's not part of the deal for us like it to in today's world in this culture that we're living in and this uh, cancel culture as as we're hearing such popular term now uh, especially for christianity and that's really what it's about don't forget that we've seen it over the years now we're now we're seeing it really in a in a radical way the canceling of god and of and of jesus in everything and so that's that's the core of it. Don't don't lose sight of that. It's not just about statues or things like that. It it really uh, boils down to removing God, canceling God from all these things. And and what will it look like if you don't do that? You're not willing to to make those decisions. And so uh, we just want to talk to y'all today. A little bit, as we talked to the girls and we, we kind of were talking about what could we discuss today, we thought this would be a good place to go.
1: Mm-hmm. The scripture that came to our mind is a popular one, one that you probably have heard many times, but do we really take it to heart as a command from the Lord about how our families should look and how we should parent our kids? And that is Deuteronomy 6, 6 and 7. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts, impress them on your children, talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them to your foreheads, write them on your door frames of your houses and on your gates.
0: Mm, That's a uh obviously that's from Deuteronomy old testament old testament stuff there and just a little background with that you know the jewish people they they did that right like they took this they took this seriously and and they they have they had a certain term for it but uh they would use these they would post them on their door frames touch them when they came in and out this command this very this verse to remind them that, that in everything that they're doing, impress this on your children, impress it on and be that it would be impressed on our life that first and foremost we would be about God, we would love God with all of our heart soul strength and and if we do that right, if that's happening, then that's going to affect every part of your life that that's where it starts if you if you don't do that, then none of the rest of the stuff matters then then you're probably your family's probably not going to go. A way that looks any different than everybody else. Mm-hmm. So that has to be at the very front of our mind. It has to be the first and foremost thing. And, and I always tell, I mean, something that we've just taught to kids as we've done ministry, as we've been on the, on the streets praying for people, doing things, being involved in all types of different things. Or, you know, if you're speaking somewhere, whatever it is, just be my favorite word, probably my very favorite word to use in ministry is just be legit right? Like be real, be honest and don't try to be something that you're not. Don't try to cover up the flaws, don't, don't, I mean, we're all mess up, we all, we all make mistakes, but, but be real about that, and, and, and the real test to our faith is, is what does that produce, what, does that produce the gifts of the Spirit in us, that when we do mess up, whether we, we, we make a mistake, or we get something right, or whatever, does it produce the gifts that Jesus said would be a reflection of our faith, that they would really show us, so we know, when we look at somebody, are they legit, or is it just a big show? Is it just a fake? And are they just saying those things to kind of to look like, hey, maybe even to look like Christians? Mm-hmm. Let's think of that for a second,
1: you know? Yeah. Parents, your kids are watching everything that you do. And I wonder what they see in us Monday through Saturday or even in the car on the way to church on Sunday Sunday or in the car on the way home from church on Sunday or when we go out to lunch how do we treat the wait staff and the people that that help us and are serving us after we've been to church and uh putting on that that good show our kids learn really really quickly whether we are legit whether we're authentic in our faith whether we're doing it Monday through Saturday or if it's just for an hour or two on Sunday morning. And they learn really quickly to fall right into that show. They they learn mm-hmm. that illegitimacy very quickly from us as well.
0: Well, that's right on. They, I mean, isn't it crazy that, uh, I mean, the kids can... I've watched it, you know, families that uh, that I've counseled with, talked to that are that I know they're struggling. I know that it's a shipwreck. And man, they come to church and it all looks perfect. The kids look perfect. You know, they smile. Everything's great. And, And they learn that from us because that's that's the front that we put on. Right. But honestly, it's not legit. I mean, it's not. It, it we, we all know that uh, we know if we're living it out from Monday through Saturday, and that's really when it matters. I mean, hey, church is just about coming to get refreshed so I can do a better job on Monday through Saturday. It's not about... Uh, like there's no check in the box it's all great man because I showed up on Sunday that's not it and how many you know I, I watch it just amazes me how and listen it's not a litmus test it's not a check the box deal uh, but you know like on Wednesday nights how many parents you know maybe they're they did Wednesday night when they were a kid they did Awana they did uh, whatever the Wednesday night program was at their church and so they go oh that's important you know like that, that that I did that when I was a kid my parents took me to Wednesday night you know we did that oh it was great and so you watch them but but what happens they pull up in front of the church and drop off their kids for the program and then take off to go grocery shopping or take off to go, uh, hey, I got an errand to run, whatever it is. Well, I mean, come on, folks. What What are the kids going to think of that? They're going to go, well, there's something more important to mom and dad. When they drive out of church, then being here where they're telling me this is the most important place to be. This is where you got to be. But there's something more important to them, more important than God, more important than this time of growth and learning that they're telling me I got to do, and that's instilled in them. now that's just one example. There's all kinds of things where we see that. I mean, I was talking to a family. One of the kids was sharing, "Hey, man, when we go to the, <laughs> you know, we go to the drive-through. I mean, there's times where mom or dad will get upset about our order, and like, really." uh, be terribly mean to the person giving us our food, you know, oh, they messed this up or they messed that up. And I'm not talking about like saying, Hey, you forgot my Coke. I'm, I'm talking about like, what an idiot, you know, you didn't give me any dipping sauce. You know what? I don't know, whatever it was. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And, and like, this is the, this is what they see. And, and our kids are asking and saying, well, like, if that's what the Jesus thing looks like, like, they're not stupid people. They get it. And, and they get that, well, that doesn't line up with what I hear on the Wednesday night thing or, or on Sunday morning or, or in, in the things that mom and dad tell me, but yet I don't see it. And so it's not legit. It's not, that's not the real deal. And, you know, as I'm saying that, I'm thinking, well, okay, so. So you're all sitting there going, well, then obviously you guys are saying you're perfect and your kids are getting it, you know, because they're watching you and now they're having a cool ministry and, and you're celebrating these these downloads. But that's not the deal. Like the, the deal is our kids have gotten to see us mess it up, but they've gotten to see us deal with Jesus after we mess it up. And we talk about that. We're very open with them and we're very transparent about, man, like we could have done that better. Mm-hmm. But, but yet yeah, they do see that like when Jesus starts to invade your life, when Jesus starts to take over when, when he starts to be the Lord and not just somebody you talk about on Sunday, then like it really does impact. And I, and I'm not saying we get it perfect all the time, but like, no, we really don't cuss mm-hmm. out the lady at the drive-thru. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really don't get mad at somebody for messing something up because see, that shouldn't happen when we have this relationship thing with Jesus. It's not that you're going to be perfect, but some of those things ought to start to, there ought to be a change. Right. And and we're too easy on that. We go, well, hey, it's OK. You go to church. You're all good. But yet on Sun on, on Thursday at the drive through, you had a bad day and you, you know, you just go off on the on the waitress or whoever. No, not, that's right. just it's not the deal.
1: Yeah. We like to, you know, that that saying that everyone likes to lean on is, you know, we're all sinners. We all mess up. Okay, true to some extent, but as Scott said, when there is a true conversion, a true relationship with the Lord, that shouldn't happen very often. It it definitely shouldn't happen on a daily basis. And as you were talking, Scott, it made me uh, think of that story that we heard last week at the conference where the speaker was saying he heard that Magandhi said, I love your Christ but I don't care for your Christians. They're not practicing what they profess. Right. So like we're saying that we're Christians, but we are not looking like Christ, which is what we're supposed to be looking like.
0: Yeah, isn't that? That's crazy. Uh, that really struck us when we heard that. And I thought, man, how true is that? But And how sad that people would look at us and go like, man, this Jesus thing really does look good and it and it really is man there's something legit about it none of the rest of us can say that the god we serve hey man went to a cross three days resurrected empty tomb like none of that no can't get that anywhere else but yet uh when it comes to living that out and acting like we serve that kind of a savior with that kind of power with that kind of uh with that and 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 what ought to come from that when it really Impacts us is this joy and this uh, this life change where hey I'm just gonna you know I'm I'm not gonna. Uh, not tip the waitress who didn't do a very good job right because because she saw me well maybe she did depends on uh, some people wouldn't even be doing this but you know if she saw me praying before my meal you know and thanking Jesus for for what we're doing or maybe she walked up and heard us praying and then she does a bad job and we and we don't tip her you know like see see this thing doesn't look like Christians right like that doesn't look like Jesus and so she's like oh hey Uh, that Jesus thing might look kind of good, but, but then look how these people, like they're supposed to be that. And this is how they tip me. Uh, this is how they responded to me. This is how they conducted themselves in the workplace, you know, like, Hey, invite your coworker to church. Good deal. But then you treat him like crap during the week and it's terrible. I mean, it's just, it's just. Uh, It's terrible. Can I say crap on the podcast? Probably Probably not. not. I should not say that. Lily, edit that out if you need to. Uh, But you know, like that just can't happen, right? You you can't because it's not legit. We're back to that word of being legit. And if your kids don't see you during the week looking like that, then they're not going to turn out like that, folks. Like it's not going to be like that. And and we have become we've followed this culture of doing what the world calls us to do, being so busy, being so all these other things. I don't know that. How do we even do that? right? In the middle of that, how do we even do that?
1: Mm-hmm. I was just thinking this hypocrisy is exactly why our kids are leaving the church as soon as they're able to. Mm, this, right. uh, when you talked about parents dropping the kids off at church on Wednesday night and then going to do something else, why would we expect them to do anything different as adults? That Hey, you know, church was a kid thing. It's something that my parents made me do when I was a kid, but obviously, there's more important stuff. Um, obviously, it's not woven into the fabric of our family or of our personal lives. There was actually a Barna study and Ken Ham of Answers in Genesis wrote a book about why kids are leaving the church. And, you know, they're desperate for something different than the world. And I think we've really made some compromises in church and in our personal relationships with Christ that we've we've tried to make ourselves look just like the world but with this christian flair to it or this little church as a a topping or whatever but it's not it's legit. not legit yeah. that's right
0: we put in this is my this is my thought we put in just enough jesus to get us by to make us look good to uh to suffice what hey our parents told us we ought to go to church uh and listen that's that's not about church uh, we keep saying we that that's not our test right that's not our our box to check by any stretch. If you know our family, like we love church because we love Jesus, but it's not a test for us. The girls, their last podcast, they talked about the uh, experience at the hospital with the kidney stone that I had. And, you know, we had one nurse that as we start talking to her, you know, what's our natural question? We're in town for a conference. and And she says, what are you here for? We tell her. And she starts talking about her own faith or lack thereof. And she says, Hey, uh, I said, where do you go to church? Cause you know, it's a great, it's kind of a way to start a conversation, but she goes, well, I don't. And she shared with us all about her legalist, legalism type upbringing and a very strict church, a very, uh, and she didn't have any relationship. It was all about procedures and, and man-made rules. And, and, you know, I looked at her and I said, listen, she goes, I, I don't know about this religion thing. I said, well, like I'm the least religious guy you'll ever meet. You know, like I'm not, I, I don't want to be religious, man. I just want to love Jesus. Just. uh Let's just do that, and and I think uh, when our kids see that, they see their they see something different. They they want to they go like, man, dad doesn't get it right. Dad misses the mark a lot of times. Mom misses the mark, but man, like they're chasing Jesus, and and it's the most important thing to them. And it's like they're not going to compromise. Like they know our kids know. Like don't ask us to be involved in something where it would take us away on Sunday, or you know. But hey, what what do we you know now? You know the culture's changing. Now we got. Uh, soccer tournaments, softball tournaments, competitions, whatever—all on on Sunday. Let's on Sunday morning, man. I can remember when I got saved. You, you didn't see that. You didn't see Wednesday night activities in our in our little local community. You didn't see that. You didn't see Sunday mornings because it was still uh, that was still a sacred time that people honored that. Right. Well, now. You know they don't, and and we all say, well, hey, we signed them up for the team. Got to keep your commitment. Hey, got to do this thing, or you know that. But but what are your kids thinking, man? What are they looking at and going, parents? They're going, well, there's no doubt. You can say it's not all you want. You can speak it, but but until you put action to it, it means nothing. It means. It means nothing. So what are we talking? Well, hey, now, kids, don't forget, you know, like Jesus is more important than soccer. And I'm not picking on sports. I love sports. But Jesus is more important than soccer. And so, you know, don't forget that. But on Sunday, we're going to head off for the day. Every Sunday for the next two months, we're going to head off and do tournaments and do whatever. Again, not about sports. See, it's about your heart. It's about your heart, man. It's about Jesus. Like, we have to get that if we want our kids to get it. See, this is really... This is really not even about how you raise your kids. This is really not about any of that stuff. It's really about where's your heart with Jesus? Mm-hmm. Where's our heart as parents? Where's, where's your heart uh, as, as parents? Where, and that's who we're kind of talking to today. But where's your heart anybody? Like if you're the young gals who listen to this, if you're all the, I mean, they, I know there's, we've looked at the demographics. There's people from all over of all age groups who listen and download. Thank you all for doing that but it's about all of us, each of us. Like, where's your deal with Jesus? Where's your heart? Because trust me, that will be reflected in whether you're legit. Right. Then, and only then, can we move to the next step and say, what will my kids do?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Will they be legit with Jesus? Because like, don't come to me. This is what always happens. You know, I mean, you come, you come and say, hey, oh man, Scott, this is, my family's a shipwreck. My kids are doing this. My kids are doing that. And and you know, well, hey, what what have you been doing? Do you do family devotions? Do you do you talk about Jesus at all? Does His name even even cross your lips during the week, or is it just on Sunday when you're when you're arguing about whether or not you ought to go to church because you have to, right? Like, see, that doesn't work. And the answer, y'all know what the answers are. There, the answers are always, oh no, not really. Well, then, hey, what what do you want? Like, it's going to look like the world, and the world is a mess. The world, the culture, it's a mess. And so I don't know, I don't really know why we as Christians or even non-Christians, why we're surprised when, when it looks like it does, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm the, I need to let you talk. I'm, I am no, got to preaching there for right. a second.
1: That's all right. So many thoughts. What it really boils down to are those deliberate, intentional choices for yourself. What am I going to listen to on the radio? What TV shows am I going to watch? What movies am I going to watch? Am I going to be in the Word? Am I going to do what the Word tells me to do, Mm -hmm. right? If we believe that the Bible is our guidebook, our manual to life, then why in the world don't we do what it says? Because uh, we were talking about this earlier, God has put all of the instructions literally in the Bible for how to have a happy, healthy life, right? And, you know, the things that we're all searching for in all the wrong places is in there, but we're not in the Word. We don't know what it says. I My favorite lesson to teach is, you know, what was the very first question that Satan asked Eve, and he's still doing that to us today. This is how he deceives us, is did God really say? And if we're not in the Word, we have no idea whether God really said that or, you know, what he said about parenting or Uh, what we should listen to, what we should watch, what we should guard our heart from. And I, I was also thinking as you were talking there about those choices is if we just allow it to chance, we're just going to drift along with the world. Mm-hmm. And I think we sometimes fool ourselves into, well, if we get to a certain point, I'm going to pull it back. We're going to pull the reins. We're going to hit a right. hard stop here. Well, it's it's too late. Like you have gone down that path. It's too hard to, to hit a stop at that yeah. point. So from right now, make some hard choices to look different from the world.
0: Right. I remember counseling with a guy once and his daughter she was still living at home probably 17 18 i don't know and she's dating a young guy and and you know he told me that he was at work and, and in the course of our conversation he said yeah you know my daughter's at home and and their boyfriend was there so somehow i got that out of the conversation i'm like what do you mean her boyfriend's there like what's he doing there and he's like well they're you know waiting on us we're going to go somewhere or i don't know and you know but but he gets off earlier and so he just a lot of times he picks her up takes her home whatever and i'm like dude you can't do that. Like that just can't happen. You can't. That guy shouldn't be there with your daughter at your house by themselves. But see, uh, even some of y'all are hearing that and going, "Well, oh, no come on, man, deal. no big deal." Like, what
1: are we gonna do about it?
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's what he said to me. He said, "He said, well, I don't know what we're gonna do about it, you know." And I said, "Dude, it's your house." Like you're the parent, man. You're the dad. You're responsible for this thing. Uh, you're 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 to care for your daughter. And uh, and I don't care how good a girl you think she is, how nice a young man you think this guy is. Like, just don't put him in that situation. Mm-hmm. Help him not to get there. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying anything was going to happen, but don't let it happen. But his thought was, well, what do I do about it? How can mm-hmm. I? I can't do anything. Right. See, and and we deceive ourselves. I. I was thinking as you said that about deceiving ourselves a minute ago. Uh, Galatians six three says, if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Mm-hmm. Right? We think we're Christian. We we try to act like it. Hey, we're we're kind of part way there because we go to church or we you know I'll, I you know okay. Hey, Scott said don't cuss out the girl at the drive-through. Haven't done that lately, so I must I'm good. It's okay. But then it says each one should test to test. His own actions. Then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to somebody else. Don't compare yourself to the culture. Listen, mm-hmm. just because you didn't cuss out the drive through lady doesn't mean you're walking with Jesus the way he's called you to. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you've got your family heading in the right direction the way that you you know Jesus has asked you to do. It may mean that you have been you know that you've been told to give up some things. Hey, give up a few sports. Spend more family time. You know, don't spend your whole weekend traveling everywhere and, and having your schedule so busy during the week that you literally have no time. Like, you, you know, I mean, the old thing about sitting down having dinner together. Mm-hmm. And y'all know what I'm talking about. Like most people go, What's that? You know, that doesn't happen in our house. We're we're too busy. This kid's here, this kid's not there.
1: even on the weekend anymore. Not
0: even on the weekend anymore, right? Because we're off all day Sunday on tournaments and we're off doing this and that and 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 I'm not beating up doing some of that stuff. But but there has to be uh, Like we need to take back control of our lives instead of letting the world control mm-hmm. our lives. Mm-hmm. The world controls your schedule. Trust me, if you sit here right now and think about it for a minute, for a lot of you, the world is controlling your schedule. Mm-hmm. You're not controlling mm-hmm. your schedule.
1: Yeah, we need to stop handing over our authority. As parents, we do have control over our kids' activities and what they wear and what they watch. And all of those things that I have heard time and time again, moms say, but what, you know, I don't want the fight. I don't want the argument. I don't want the hassle. Well, it's better, so much better and so worth it to make those choices now than to deal with the consequences years from now.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I'm reminded, you know, that for any of you uh, car guys out there, uh, anybody listening, you can, the old Fram saying, You know, you can pay me now or you can pay me later. Right. So you can either put the right filters on now or you or later you're going to rebuild the engine. You know, uh, that was their thought that they had the best. And and in that, right with our family, we can either put those filters in there now. We can either put those guideposts, which are the biblical guidelines that God gives us, right? That's what they are. You you can go off the ditch either way, left or right. It doesn't matter. But you got to you got to shoot for staying in the middle. I mean, don't go too far to the to the right, too far to the left, and and get either way where you're too constraining and or too free with things. You know, hey, find that balance. But to find that, you have to understand. The biblical guidelines that god's given us Mm -hmm. and and he didn't give us those to be a killjoy to 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 ruin life for us to make it miserable no man like it is so good when we follow jesus and and have this thing going on in our life and and then we watch our kids do that and we watch them start to get it and uh you watch them start to man now they're they're as they're getting older they're praying on their own they're they're doing things uh you know Lincoln at our at the conference we went to. Man, I was I was super proud of him. He went to the altar by himself, not because he needed to get saved. He's accepted Jesus. He just went down to get more Jesus, and and like he pushed Dad aside to go down, right? And he didn't say, Dad, you gotta come with me. He didn't do that. It was cool, you know. And so you start to see your kids doing some of these things, and and I didn't go down with him because I want him to like I want this Jesus thing to be his. Right. I want him to love Jesus like I love Jesus. But yeah, he has seen that modeled, right? He's seen Dad hit the altar and go, man. Uh, like I just want more Jesus over here. There's good things in that, and they don't they don't forget that. They learn that, and so we just want to encourage y'all today. Like, look, like Michelle said, today's the day to start something different. Maybe it's God's telling you, hey, don't sign up for that for that fall thing coming up for a sport or a play or a whatever it is that we, you know, make more family time this year, you know, when the kids start back to school, or maybe it's this summer saying, you know what, like we're we're going to give something up and just and devote time to Jesus and to our family. And, and devote time to Jesus doesn't mean like you got to spend all day long doing some devotional or, or watching some devotional video on TV. It means like, man, just be part of your family. Just let the The natural thing happened. But guess what? you got to be living out the Jesus thing so that when you're doing that, that time is well spent because they're seeing a reflection of Jesus in you. If they don't get that, then might as well let them go play basketball. Right. Right. Absolutely. Might might as well. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, let's, you know, because, hey, maybe the coach is living it out more than you are. Right. I mean. I doubt it. Some are, but like, it's your job. It's not the coach's job. You with me? So even though you go, oh man, great coach. Yep. I get it. But but like, that's not the same. That's not the same deal. But if you're not living it out again, it goes back to our heart as parents. Mm-hmm. Like we have to, do you love Jesus enough? Do you, do you want to serve him enough? Do you want him to be Lord of your life to the point? Like you say, man, that's all I want. Why? Because that's all I want my kids to want. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care if they want to, if they want to be a basketball star, be that. Praise the Lord. But love Jesus first. If they want to get married and raise a family, good deal. But before you decide who you're going to marry and all that stuff, love Jesus first. Because that'll dictate the whole deal. If we don't show them that that dictates the whole deal for us, it will never dictate the whole deal for them. And guess where we're sending them? We're sending them off on a path of, of, we're sending them off on a a man. It's a broad and destructive path Mm -hmm. that we're going to send them down. Right? right? Instead of the narrow way that, that we should desire. More than anything else, that's what we should desire.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we probably need to wrap up, so we should put some ending thoughts to this.
0: It, it all matters. That, that's what I would end with. Uh, it all matters. It matters what you watch. It matters what's on your TV at night. It matters what they see you willing to, to say, what you're willing to do, what you're willing to sacrifice. Uh, what you're, Are you willing to sacrifice for your family and for Jesus? Or are you are you willing to sacrifice for pride and for the almighty dollar and for uh, all the things that the, the world tells you that's more important, right? It, it, that's the deal. Like, what are you willing to sacrifice? And, uh, and and your kids will learn to do the same thing. And so we're obviously, we're, we're extremely proud of our kids. Have they messed up? Absolutely. They, they've they made mistakes. They've had to learn. And, you know, but but the deal is, like, we just all kind of walk this Jesus thing out together and try to learn it and uh, and do better at it every day. And, and that's really the key. Are you are you trying to do better at it every day? Mm-hmm. And do they see that? Because if they right. see that, they'll do the same thing. Right. It's like you said earlier, they're following everything we do.
1: Right. Yeah, they're watching everything that we do. So moms and dads, you first develop your own faith. Mm-hmm. First, get in the word for yourself and pray yourself and let your kids see you do that. And don't be afraid if it's not perfect, eloquent theological prayers and studies, but it's it's what we need to do to grow that personal relationship with Jesus. And yeah, our kids are watching all of that. And they're watching if you're not doing that. Mm. They're watching if you pick up your iPad or your phone, or turn on the TV rather than spending time in the word or praying or doing something as a family. Like Scott said, it doesn't have to be all uh, religion all the time, but it's just to be showing, Jesus all the time. Yeah, just showing them how to live a legitimate Christian life. And those choices that go against the world are going to be hard ones. Hmm. And you know what? We may look weird. People may think our family is weird when they look at us, and and our kids are not in 15 different sports and running here and there, but those choices in the end are absolutely and completely worth it.
0: Mm, that's right. And just uh, I'm going to close on this note. Dad's like it's your deal. You have to lead your families. You have to lead in, in a loving and, and Christ-like way. You have to lead your wife. You have to lead your kids. And sometimes that's tough. And and a lot of that's because, uh, I don't know, you said it earlier, because we as dads and as men oftentimes have given up our authority just because mm-hmm. it's easier. Right. It's easier not to, not to have that discussion or not to say, you know, whatever. But listen, you're responsible for your children. You're responsible for your family. Like biblically, uh, God mm-hmm. calls us to that as men and as, as the leaders of our household. So while there's a lot of pressure on both of both parents, mom and dad, I always tell dads, I always tell men, like, sorry about your luck, but there's, but there's more on you. Mm -hmm. So, so lead your family, sit down with your wife and it may be tough conversations to say, honey, I, I, you know, like pray through it together and we need to make some changes. We've let the world dictate where we're at and we need to take back uh, some of that authority in our own family and and dad you got to start that like if you don't start it it, it probably won't start right mm-hmm. because it's your responsibility it's your god-given responsibility so so dad's uh be encouraged by that god's given you the ability and he's and he'll help you do it but you got to make that step to do it you have to be obedient and you have to make the step god's not asking you. he's not going to leave you hanging out there all by yourself if you if you say lord i really want to do this i want to make some changes in our family and i want to i want to see jesus be first then uh, he'll help you do that trust me you you say that you make that commitment and and i guarantee you things will Will uh, start to come together there. I'm not saying it's going to be perfect and easy, but I'm telling you, he will help you do that. So I feel like
1: I need to say, wives, moms, you need to let dads do that Mm. too. And, you know, be encouraging and supportive. It doesn't mean that, that he rules the house with an iron fist. You guys discuss things together, plans together, make choices together, but allow them to do it. And things will be a whole lot smoother than when we were trying to take a role that we were not intended Mm. for.
0: That's a whole nother podcast. That's right. We can invade next week. (laughs) Maybe we'll invade next week. And uh, no, just kidding. The girls will be back next week with their podcast. Uh, We just want to, as parents, I I just want to say thanks to everybody who listens and downloads and comments and likes and does all the stuff that I don't all understand on the social media side. It encourages the girls. It encourages us. It encourages our whole family as we try to do ministry. So thanks for doing that. And uh, thanks for celebrating 4,000 downloads with us. We hope that that you all learned something today or or maybe just were encouraged with something that you can apply to life. Like we are really, as a family, it's the few uh, motto, but we really are serious about doing everyday life with Jesus. Not just, hey, be churchy and do all the stuff that uh, somebody told you to. No, like live it out. It it matters and it and it matters to that dude working beside you, it matters to your kids, it matters to the to the lady at the drive through window, it matters to uh, all the people that you encounter that you look different. And, and and listen, it doesn't take much to look different from the world today. Just being nice, having some joy, letting letting some Jesus ooze out of you will look very different than the world we're living in today. So our encouragement is go do it. Go live this thing for Jesus. And uh, we just love and appreciate y'all. And and we look forward to maybe doing this again next time. So, Michelle, would you pray us out? Mm -hmm. How about that?
1: Yep, Lord, we just, uh, we thank you for this podcast. We thank you for all of the listeners and supporters for the 4,000 downloads. And we just thank you for your plan of the family. We just pray against the enemies bent to try to destroy that. And I just pray that moms and dads will be uh, encouraged and inspired to make the hard choices to look different from the world and to look more like you, Uh, more like you themselves and lead their kids to be like you as well and to make their faith their own. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's what we're ultimately trying to do, right, is is live in light of eternity. That's where we're all going to end up and we want our kids to stand in front of you and for you to say to them well done. Mm-hmm. That's really all of our parenting choices should be geared towards that moment. Man, does that change the way that we would do some things, some of the the choices and decisions that we would make. So help us to do that, Lord. We know it's your will for us to do that. So Like Scott said, you will equip us to do that if we have that desire. So we just thank you for that. We thank you for who you are in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Join next week, and uh, the girls will be back for another great podcast. Thank you all.